That's right, you're listening to The Weekly Geekly, the only podcast that answers the question, what's in the box? And always, it is a great time when this man is in the studio with me, Mr. Brent Schumacher. Your, your stroking of my ego mm. is very well, just a second, <sighs> that was wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Good to see him as always, he's actually our official sponsor of the show, BPI Multimedia. If you haven't checked him out already on Instagram, go look at his stuff. He makes everybody look sexy. Even Mikey. He can make me look sexy, and that's hard. With it's hard that beard, do. yes, I do. Yeah, yeah I, I look like a homeless person. Sort of. Kind of. I look like I should be begging for change on Dodge. Maybe Maple. I don't think you're quite good enough to make that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not up you, to the you, A-list cut. You haven't established the Dodge. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. I wonder if those guys kind of go like, get off my curb. This is my curb. You have to go oh, over I'm there. Oh, sure. I'm okay. sure there's like rivalries, you know. Bum, bum rivalries. Trying to get the coin. Now, somewhere someone is listening to this going, now, bums have, they're people too, and they have souls, and you guys have offended me. And I'm like, guess what? You're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't figured that out by now, this is probably not the place for you but if you have welcome as always i'm mikey colshin your host and i'm going to take you through the weird and wild world of pop culture today i'm befuzzled because i saw a couple new movies brent and they both sucked ass fire away because i'm kind of behind on my movies actually because i've been busy shooting things for my company bpi multimedia bpi multimedia fire away anyway, what, do you, what, do you, what do you have what do you first have? movie was uh, <clears throat> the happy time murders See, and I, I looked at that, and I'm thinking, I really had, at my grand young age of 48 years old, I had looked at that promo, and I laughed at the end of the trailer, which I'm not going to bring up in case there are young kids, but mm. there's a very well-done silly string gag. Yes, it was hilarious, but, but to be honest, one of the only things that was funny in this movie. Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't, I have no desire to see that. In fact, I rank certain movies, I think, the way a lot of people do now, is, is that one that's going to partake of my... American currency, yeah, at the theater. Or oh, I didn't that, pay or to is see that, it. Or is that going to wait for rental? Or is that going to be a Netflix? It's not going to be a Netflix for me. I have no desire. Yeah, to... it was just it was like they tried something and it failed. And I like the whole like puppet idea and like the world is living with puppets now and like they're just part of society. But at the same time, it got a little old after a while. Like it was like that was the only angle they had. You know, like there wasn't a lot of story development. See, I, I heard the backstory in the movie was that movie was actually in what they call development hell for many years. Really? And sometimes when that happens, there's a reason why it probably was in development hell. Yeah. You know, so I... <clears throat> and no offense, Melissa McCarthy lately has really been outside of Spy, which I thought was good. Yeah. She really hasn't done anything good mm. lately. She's kind of like just living off of a really good sweetheart studio deal that must right. have said, hey, you had one good movie. Right. Now you can make eight shitty ones and we'll still pay you. Exactly. It's That's like, what it feels like. And it's like, come on, man. It's just like a C-grade comedy. And it's, I don't know, it just wasn't worth it for me. I was on my phone half the time. That's how I know a movie's bad. If it can't hold my attention, then I'm just like, fuck it. The scenes is, were like way too long and played out. It took forever to get anywhere. The last time a movie made me do this, and no people were not going back down this segue, it was Batman v Superman, where I looked at my phone and went, I'm ready for this to be over. Yeah. That's the last time I did that with a movie. I'm really? Afraid, and I'm afraid that was one, this was one movie I would have done the same with. Yeah. Totally not worth your money. So don't go see Happy Time Murders. So that was our quick assessment of Happy Time Murders. Fuck Happy the, Time The less Murders. we talk about it, the more we're showing why you should not go to it. Yeah. Just save yourself the trouble. <clears throat> what was the other movie I saw? Oh, Tag. 
Uh, see, I thought that might be. I saw that on rental on Vudu. I, yeah. I have a Vudu code for mm-hmm. free rental, so I might watch it. Is it worth at least a free rental? Yeah, it, it's not bad. I'll say it, it's decent, and there are very funny parts in it, and the actors that they had are very well placed. But at the same time, it didn't have what I wanted it to have at the end of the day. Is it? Is it a ninety-minute movie that's unfortunately pushed up to two hours? Or is it timed right, or is it just... Yeah, it's kind of a timing issue, but also it's like, just where they took the movie, I didn't like. They brought it... It was supposed to be fun and silly and this and that, and then they brought it to a super serious emotional point at the end. And it's like... The tonality shifted too much. Yeah, and I was like, this is uncomfortable almost. Like, I don't like it. Like, and you shouldn't have done this, because now I don't want to watch it anymore, you know? Because it's one of the situations where the tonal shift in a comedy occurs where it gets serious. Like, the main character dies or something weird happens. Or somebody's got cancer. Exactly. And then suddenly it's like, okay, should I have laughed at the jokes in the previous 90 minutes? And then it kills any of the jokes after the... It just feels weird and forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, someone always goes like, we have to kill somebody here to bring it back to center. No, you don't. Exactly. I don't know. It just... It felt really, really preachy, too. And I just didn't like it. I don't know. But up until maybe three-fourths of the way through, it was great. Like, they had a funny game going on. It was, like, intense. They were, like, chasing each other and doing all this crazy shit to get away. Like, it was, like, a cool... Almost action comedy because of how they were running away from each other like busting through one. windows and jumping down buildings and stuff see I might do that one tonight when I get home because I have to edit a shoot tonight so yeah. that'll be the one I I think it's going to be your 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 natural excuse to have a white noise movie yeah. in the background it's a to good where you're just kind of watching something casually but you know what sucks is that I feel like that's all that's coming out lately in between comic book movies yeah but you realize though because we're at that lull we're at that late August early September period where yeah. the movies are going to just suck right well, we got Venom coming out in October. I talked about that last episode a little bit. Aquaman, I guess. I'm not really excited for Aquaman. No, I'm not. I'm not really... I don't care about looking under the sea and seeing Atlantis. That's not a huge checkoff list thing. I kept me. When I saw the preview, I kept singing Under the Sea to myself. Yeah. I saw that scene from Wakanda where they floated through the uh, like shield, you know, that yeah. looked like they were going into a mountain because they like went, did that into the water to, and then it was Atlantis. I was like, come on. That's, That's like it. the same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, you're literally just playing up what worked in Marvel. And You I think they're going to angle this into, into the, like the DC version of Black Panther? Maybe. I could see it. Well, the only two cool characters that came out of Justice League were Aquaman and, well, Wonder Woman was already established. Yeah. But they were really the two characters that you cared about. No one cared about Mustache Man. And Batman, sorry, sorry, was, Superman. Batman was like, yes and no. He was just not that good. And honestly, he's, I think he's leaving Batman now. Okay. He, he decided to leave Batman, which was kind of a pussy move, to be Someone's honest. going, wow, they're going everywhere with this podcast. That's what we do. Right. Um, I think while I was watching a thing on Nerdist.com and speaking of Batman, I think way it sounds like the guys are going to do the next Batman movie this should very closely resemble the animated series which is more of a detective Ooh. they're saying the way this sounds like Matt Reeves who did the Planet of the Apes reboot yeah and Nick Cloverfield he's, um, he's doing it he's directing it he's going to write and direct it so I think they're going to do a younger take on Batman from what I, I heard I heard Jake Gyllenhaal I've heard another one I also heard uh, the guy that plays oh uh, the guy's on Star Wars he plays um, hmm. Poe Dameron Oh, yeah? Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, he's up for a role, and they're thinking it's either Hugo Strange or he might actually be Bruce Wayne. I, I heard, an, uh, well, saw an article about him maybe being Clayface. 
So I thought that was a cool thing cool. too. To see Clayface in live action would be uh, amazing. They could do the Clayface like they did. That's those are some of my those are my that's my favorite two part animated series yeah. episodes of the Clayface episodes. The advent the Bat- adventures of Batman yeah, or yeah. whatever. And yeah, those what are awesome. You know, and those are great. Those are great that's cartoons. When a lot of people got into Batman, those cartoons got people like more. So well, when they when, were kids, it's when the bad guys actually had you felt for the bad guys like they had a rationale to be there. Yeah, and they weren't just robbing a bank. Yeah, and then. Uh, I think if they go the direction of the animated series and make it more of a detective thriller and make mm-hmm. it have some have some pacing to it, yeah, to where him being Batman's almost a secondary piece, like the cost not being Batman, but the costume and the mythos of Batman is a secondary piece to the to the detective side of it. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. That would be cool. And I think they need to do something. I, I'm excited for like a new fresh take on Batman because it's gotten to this point where I don't like it. Like, okay, so I like the Nolan trilogy, right? I like how they brought it into the real world. That was cool to see that app, the application of that. But then they went really, really over comic booky with Ben Affleck. They turned him into the Punisher. They they tried to make him into the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Like you look at as far as the look, and well, we made him more brutal, which is like something. To, and we like, discussed this know. before, to where the Batman character didn't get damaged. We got a little bit damaged in between the iterations of the Nolan verse and then the current. Josh Schneider, yeah. you know, the, the Schneider was not whatever his name is, uh, the Schneiderverse. The problem is, Wonder, like we said on a prior podcast, we're referencing is that Wonder Woman came along and kind of became the head character in the DCU. Yeah. So the damage occurred with their interpretation of Batman, and then how Wonder Woman kind of became the head honcho now of the right. DCU. She's the main fucking honcho of everything. <laughs> she's the, she's the big draw. Batman's no longer the draw. Yeah, at least for the movies. But they need to change that for DC to turn around. Do they? I don't think they do. I think they do. Batman has been a constant. Before there were universes, there was Batman movies. I guarantee you the next Wonder Woman movie clears the billion dollar mark. Because the first one made over... Oh, I'm sure it will. It was $700 to $800 million. million. Yeah. So I think the next one, if the next one does over a billion, and apparently this next one is going to be solely stuck in the 80s, which should be just amazing. Nice. It's called Wonder Woman 1984. Huh. I hear Kristen Wiig's gonna play the cheetah. Oh no way! Yeah, she's doing cheetah. That's cool. So we're gonna have and and it's gonna be based in the eighties. So you're gonna have all that eighties nostalgia and all that, you know. Hmm. That'll be fun to watch. That, that that era being shown off. I think Wonder Woman. How Wonder Woman performs next summer? I think I believe it's next summer is coming out or winter. How Wonder Woman performs is gonna be how they position Batman. And I think if Wonder Woman performs really well and clears that mythical billion-dollar club for a female-driven superhero movie, mm-hmm. I guarantee they trim the budget back on Batman and they treat him as a secondary tier hero like Marvel does to Ant-Man. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, things don't have... Batman doesn't have to be the kingfish of the DC Universe. But he's just such an easy mark. He's an easy one to make do right. And I think that the reason I say that is because... They haven't done him right for the last couple of years, so to make up for that, they should. This new Batman movie should set the tone, you know. I think if they do it more like Batman, like I said, focus it like Batman the animated series. Um, have the bad guys get fleshed out properly. Right. Don't make it be a bunch, bunch of jumpy, shaky cam fight scenes. And, right. And unrealistic gravity expectations. So when Batman falls three stories and hits concrete, he doesn't get right back up. He's right. gonna get hurt. I think exactly. If you, kind of, if you weigh it more like that. It'll be better. It'll be better. I'm excited for it, and I want to see what villains they pull in, because he's probably got my favorite rogues gallery, Batman does. Well, like one guy said, too, I agree. Like, the the DC animated universe, back from the Batman animated series, the Superman Adventures, Mm -hmm. the Justice League run, all that stuff, I think, from a storytelling aspect, in in a universe... 
an overarching storyline aspect is better than the Marvel universe right now. I think I think it's in terms of film, like movie. I, I think TV? I, no, no. I think if you look at it, if you look at the, the the DC animated universe run versus the Marvel movie run, yeah, I think oh, the DC I animated universe runs way. Better. I wouldn't argue with you. There's still a lot of things <clears throat> that they either leave unanswered or aren't really necessary in the storylines, and they have to gush it down for people that don't read comics. You know, like you always have to take that into consideration. I just think the villains are better fleshed out in the DC universe than they are. Yeah, there's Marvel villains other than Thanos, Hela, and maybe one or two others aren't really nothing to brag about. Yeah, the villains. To be honest, like they're they're meant to lose, and you never really see the villains having an upper hand in a lot of the movies. Except for Dark Knight. Well, no, actually, for DC, be only Dark Knight really had the upper hand. Even in Avengers with Loki and the fucking uh, Chitari, I didn't feel like that was something they couldn't handle. You didn't think they were a threat. Exactly. Like, they were causing damage. Oh, no. But you guys are going to end them in the end. You know, like, that wasn't really a big blockbuster for me. Now, do you think Avengers 4 is going to be a good closure to this side of the universe? Or do you think it's going to be just a big retcon and a big, we're going to do a time travel thing and make everything better? You know, that's everybody, a everybody's made good the, question. Everybody's made the assumption that Avengers 4 is going to be a time travel story. Because logically, there's really nothing else they can do is that they'll go back in time somehow and try to correct what Thanos did. That could be it. I don't know. It wouldn't make sense, but... Plus, Captain Marvel's supposed to take place in the 90s. And so that explained yeah. that. So that beeper he had, it beeped back to the 90s, well, apparently. Did you, did you see, like, some of the... Uh, on There's a channel on, uh, on uh, YouTube that brought up a really interesting Easter egg in Avengers hmm. that <clears throat> if you know the if you know the uh, the minions like Thanos's minions yeah. the two that survive in the, the Black end, Order the, yeah the Black okay, the Black Order there but the, the Black Order the big guy with the big like Thor like hammer yeah if you watch the movie oh, yeah, yeah. he's got a sash on his right leg and it looks and like her uniform and they're saying it's either his it's either her uniform or the prior captain one of the Marvel's uniforms yeah. or the person who killed the sash is there the entire movie no one ever really figured it out right you but see it in the New York scene yeah and you, yeah. See, it in, you see it in the Wakanda scene too I checked nice. this morning huh. so they're saying that's actually one of the dead Captain Marvel sashes that he's wow. wearing as a pelt huh. <laughs> Basically. that's pretty and cool it's, it's right in broad daylight right no one really noticed it for a while either yeah, yeah, there's that's... a lot of stuff they sneak in like that but um, as, as far as that goes, I'm thinking they'll probably go back in time and there'll be a chance to try to stop Thanos from structuring the Infinity Gauntlet. And I'm sure Thanos mm-hmm. will get wind of it and he'll try to go back to, you know, stop that. So I think there's going to be a lot of time travel yeah. things where you'll see probably like the hammer come back. You'll see possibly other characters die because of the time travel shift. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, I think you'll probably lose, I think we might lose Iron Man or probably lose Captain, Captain America, but he dies. Yeah. Iron Man might end up killing himself in the process. Huh. They got to lose a couple because right. the universe is so big right now, and you know that down, you know that Evans. They're all those about guys ready to quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, I don't think I don't think Thor's done yet because his movie, his last movie, just from a, just from an economic standpoint, mm-hmm. his last movie did better than the other than all of them. Yeah. So you know they got Killed that it. they got that universe right. So I think he'll be back. He said he's kind of interested in quitting though. Is it? I read that on something. Like recent, like one of those Facebook articles that like interviews, you know. He can ask whatever he wants. And I'm sure he's probably going to do a couple more movies and then get out. Like, because you got to understand, they've been doing it for 10 years. You well, know? Yeah, and you look at what those guys do to get in shape and right. stay in shape. I'm sure that's crazy. <clears throat> but I mean, really, it's like you could play out that one role for the rest of your life. Like being Chris Hemsworth. If I was Chris Hemsworth, I would milk that for as long as I could. 
I'd be Thor. Fuck it, dude. I'll be in every universe. I'll be Thor. You know, like as long as you're getting offered the money in that role. And he's getting shit. other. He's about the only other actor out of that bunch that's actually getting roles outside of the right. Marvel universe. Well, Ruffalo. Well, not any. Not kind of, lately. Not lately. Maybe in the last five years. Like Hemsworth, he's in the Men in Black reboot. When's that coming? You know that coming? No, they're doing a Men in Black reboot right now. That's from, no from way. This summer next May. Yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are in it. It's a whole other team. Nice. The girl from Mission Impossible, who plays Tom Cruise's love interest. Oh, Hemsworth. really? She's in it. I can't remember her name. Pardon my, pardon my recollection. But then Hemsworth is one of the men. They're supposed to be the two men in black, male huh. and female. That's cool. And that's shooting now. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. And we got Hellboy coming out. Yep. Next month or next uh, year in January. So we got what? It's a uh, Captain Marvel going to yeah. be in March, and then we have Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, whatever they call it. Yeah. Part two in May, probably. Infinities. The yeah, Infinities. Will be in May. Infinite. Infinite Infinities. And we got, of course, all the Star Wars solo movies are on hold after the abysmal Han Solo performance. That sucks. And then, uh, yep, and then, of course, you got the next Star Wars um, Nine. legacy movie coming out next, not this winter, but the winter following. Yep. That'll be intense. I can't wait to see how they end everything. This is the end of the Skywalker lineage. Supposedly, supposedly. And it sounds like Ryan Johnson's trilogy yeah. is on hold, too. Sounds I wonder like, why. Because everybody hates Jedi? Well, you know, I liked it. I liked it, too, but you know what? You have a loud minority going, it's not like the older movies. Right. It's too much like the older movies. It's not like the older movies. It's, like, it's too God, much like the older movies. Stop bitching so much. Oh, sorry, just, sorry. I was, I, was, I, was, I was... No, I know. It's like, tell the... That wasn't me. I was pulling out my puppet of being bitchy. <laughs> Well, t- put it away because put it away, bitchy. you don't need it's not like to bitch to get what you want. I feel like you should just ma- it's too accept. New. I like I, I like, like Solo too. I love Solo. It was great. But my brother had a great way of busting on it though. My brother Matt is brilliant. Like hmm. he'll walk by and just say something in passing. I, just, I love his, his his timing is great. Like I was looking at a truck for a while because I've had my car for a long time. I was looking at trucks. Yeah. And my brother comes by and goes, you know, if you get a truck, you're gonna be expected to help haul shit. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so I don't want to buy a truck now. And the same thing happened to Solo. He goes, Yeah, I like Solo. And Matt walks by and goes, Yeah. You know what? Why does the Empire have a train system? They have spaceships. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Because in the movie, there's that whole train heist. Yeah. Like, why does the Empire have transport trains? They have ships. Well, isn't it because it's under the surface where they get all that shit? But no, but they still have have ships chasing the train. So it makes no sense to have the train there. And he's right. But it just, and Matt just walks by and goes, Matt just walks by and makes the obvious right in front of you. You know, that's a major plot hole, right? I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Now I can't enjoy this movie. (laughs) Damn it, I shouldn't have said fuck. Because (sighs) now someone's going to label it vulgar. And they're going to say you shouldn't have... Okay. If you're listening, <laughs> you should know that these episodes are marked explicit for a reason. Oh, they are? So yeah. Say shit, Every shit, single... Shit, cock, damn, yep. motherfucker. Cunt. Cunt. Wow. Twat waffle. Twat waffle. Yep. All of it. Can I make noises? Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, I'm wearing headphones, so I prefer not. Okay. That was... But, uh, so we're not going to get pulled... We're saucy. not going to get pulled for saying something wrong? Oh, no. I don't think gang. my sponsorships are going to pull. I'm your sponsor, dude. Yeah, I know. That, that's, a, that's a weird one. I'm your sponsor, so what the hell? He's like, so, like how this vulgar can I be? This isn't going to ruin any possible future table positions for you. No. Okay. Pretty much not. I don't even think I have future table positions. Okay, okay. This but, ain't that kind of podcast. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. We're not going to... We are not reputable. <laughs> and that's and neither am I and that's why it's all perfect but um anyway that's and, and so on to that you know we can I think it's a good time to throw in a quick sponsor 
This episode is brought to you by BPI Multimedia. For all your wedding shoots, senior shoots, any kind of photo shoot, if you want to look sexy as fuck, hit up BPI Multimedia. I should put that on a business card. If you want to look as sexy as fuck. <laughs> BPI Multimedia is a proud sponsor of the Weekly Geekly. There we go. That's how we do it. Cool. Yeah. Wait, so what are we talking about now? We kind of walked here with almost like a complete open slate. This, this part of my French, my one of my one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, just because I think he's crazy, but I think he's fun to listen to. Rush Limbaugh always has his open line Friday where they talk about anything. Ooh. You know, it's open line Friday. Well, if you haven't noticed, we're down Friday. a person this week. Yes. Dan yes. Tory. Tory. The love is gone. Yeah. Well, if you haven't for noticed for the last couple episodes, Tory hasn't been here. Tory is. A woman that likes to wear many hats, and right now she's putting her podcast hat on hold, which is fine. We wish her luck in all of her other endeavors. So, and on that end, we will move on. <laughs> <laughs> moment of silence. A moment of silence for young Tori. You know, she's still in her twenties or thirty-seven, approached yet, but soon she'll be old like the rest of us. Someday, we love you, Tori. Mwah. Hey, but um. I was noticing your conflict rack here in the room. I was telling you, I've got to figure out. I got a, I got one at home, but I've got to figure out how to get. I'm missing some of the artwork on top of mine. I got to find that. I keep obsessing about that. Oh, school. my old school comic book rack. Yes, I have one too. My, it's I always said my one brother Matt's divorced, and his his ex wife, who used to be wife back in the day, got mm. me a comic book rack. And I always say it's the only good thing that came out of their marriage was my comic book rack. You know, <laughs> I will never give that thing up. Oh, I God love God. it. I got it for a Christmas gift. It's pretty awesome. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's one of those circular comic book racks with all the sleeves going up and down every side. Yep. Probably like six-sided, five-sided. Five-sided. Uses five, yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. I like to keep all of my uh, single issues, most of my single issues in it because it's cool to show them off. Oh, yeah. It's a nice space keeper. It's a nice conversation piece. Right. It's it's pretty cool. But what I was going to say, like, what's going to... I was going to... I'll try to think of things to talk about during the course of the show. And one of the things I brought up to myself was... What movies haven't you seen in a while that bear repeating? Like, 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 what what movies do you not see for a while and go like, you know, I need to sit down and watch that again. It's been a while. Mm, you know, there's a couple of movies. Like, are you one of those people? Or are you? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's important <clears throat> if you love something to experience it more than once. Like, I'm back in my mode where, like, once a year, I literally have to sit down and watch The Lost Boys. Yeah, that's that. that's probably one for me. And also, like, Fight Club. Love Fight Club. I think it's just such a mind fuck, you know, and like. Every time I watch it, that scene where he is in the hotel room with Tyler, and Tyler's like, no, I'm you, motherfucker. You know, like, he's talking about it. He's like, I look like you want to look, I fuck like you want to fuck, and all this shit. Like, that movie got me the first time I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? And it fucked with my head. And that scene... Then you go back and watch it and realize, okay, here's all the tells. Yeah, and like, even then, that scene, just watching it, it's so powerful. I love it. Like, I love reliving that moment. <laughs> There's a couple of movies like that. I don't know. So I need to watch Lost Boys again. I need to sit down and watch uh, some of the older Bond movies. I can watch like the old Connery Bonds, mm. which are all pretty much the same movie once you kind of, you know. And there needs to be more mindfuck movies. There's not enough of those anymore. Do you think the internet can possibly let a mindfuck movie occur without getting spoiled? Dude, that's a good point. Because back in the day of Fight Club, there was not the internet or the way it was now and it was so like this is the, so we kind of segue from it what movies haven't you watched in a while I think here's a good sub sub segue yeah what movies couldn't have the same impact today because of social media what movies would have got killed the secrets would have got killed when a stranger calls yeah Fight Club would have got called out yeah like 
He is Tyler Durden. God damn it, why'd you say that? Fuck. Like, spoiler alert, Jesus. <laughs> you know, um, hmm. what else? What else would be like? Any of the Scream movies. Yeah. Because they really, because really, Scream, the internet wasn't involved back then, so you didn't know who the killers were for the Scream movies. Those had good, like, old, Wayne fuck us, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Ooh, any of, Shyamalan movie. Any Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Any of the shitty ones. I want to see Glass. That's, that still looks good. You know, I'm trying to stay away from it. I want to see that so bad. Yeah. It's, it should be decent. And what else would have um, been? I'm, I'm trying to think what other movies wouldn't have had the impact. Titanic. <laughs> well, yeah, Jack dies. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. I think the Star Wars movies, the fact that the Star Wars movies have been able to hold some of their secrets in now. Yeah. You know? It's impressive. It's very impressive. But, but like, even oh, so... Empire, Empire Express back especially. Imagine if Empire yeah. came out now and then the Luke, I am your father moment right. occurred. That would have got so spoiled. Like, spoiler alert, Vader is actually his dad. You'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Well, Vader is German for dad. Do you think today's movie audiences want to not be spoiled? Do you think they kind of want to know what's coming in? Do you think that they... Oh, they, dude, that's a good question. Because we had to talk about people's sensitivities after... We had dinner before the show. We had a lot of sushi, so we're jacked yeah, up on yeah. carbs. But um, jacked up on rice and shit <laughs> and tea and, cu- and Mike's beloved cucumber water. Fuck yeah. With the cucumbers in there. I love Thank it. You. It's like, amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> but, um... God, they segue so much. They segue so much. <laughs> but, um... No, it's just... I'm, I know. I just got the point. I think a lot of movies that came out nowadays. I think a lot of people want to know what's happening before they go in. I think there's a big group of people who want to have everything spoiled. Yeah, they so want to figure everything out yeah. before it comes out, so they can be like, "I figured it out," you know, like. Because I think people, have, I think people have such anxieties now anymore. Hmm. It's some sensitive, like you said, sensitive to everything kind of yeah. people. That I think a lot of people now want to know everything that's going to happen before they walk into the movie because their anxiety levels won't let them wait. Exactly, and that uncertainty to them is like. So nerve wracking. Like when Gamora died, there's like, does Gamora die? Does Gamora die? Yeah. Does Gamora? It's like, shut up and watch the movie because a lot of people don't want to have it presented to him in a shocking value. Exactly. Because, they can't handle it. Because like a friend of mine was like, does Gamora die? I heard she dies. I'm not saying nothing. She better not die. And they're all, I just need to know. So that way I know before the time because I don't think I could deal with it when it happened. I'm like, that's how some people's anxieties are where they that's need to crazy. know. That's crazy. I'm like, oh, why would you want to ruin that? And of course, when Gamora died, I think some of us, I got kind of blown from him beforehand. Yeah. But what had happened is a lot of people in the theater just going, no. And a lot of people are not mad that Gamora died. They're mad that they didn't know because they don't want to have that unpleasant, jarring effect of. Well, and how do you think they felt at the end of the movie? Exactly. <laughs> Thanos pretty much wins. Thanos does win. He fucking do it. He's right, man. He should have gone for the fucking head. Or at least for the arm. What the fuck were you thinking? I think that'll be that. That's what'll happen. Number four, there'll be a headshot or something. Right, right in the head. Go back in time and do it all over again. So, what do they do after Infinity War? Uh, I heard it was Invasion of the Scrolls. They're gonna do the Kree Scroll thing. Yeah, so it's pretty much like <coughs> some of the actors this entire time have been scrolls. And maybe they can switch up actors this way. I bet Thor's been a scroll for a while. Yeah, because he's been out in space and shit. Could be replaced. That'd be fucking deep it's been a while since I've read that now how'd that whole thing go they're mm-hmm. basically like impersonating heroes yeah they can like shapeshift pretty much and look like anybody so then what happens to the original hero I don't remember I didn't read the scroll invasion I know it's somewhere along it's kind of like invasion of the body snatchers where it's yeah kind of okay. like something like that so, so the, and the Kree scroll thing will be a good way to bring the X-Men in mm-hmm cause now they have Fox which is perfect I've been waiting for X-Men to come in. And now that means they're going to redo Fantastic Four, probably have a Silver Surfer movie. 
I bet you. And then that's have how we, they'll Have we gotten to the point, though, where people just don't care about comic movies anymore? I, mean, I think, think that you're think never going to get to that point. And do you think Infinity War is, like, the peak? No. We thought we you know we said that about Star Wars, and Star Wars right now is not really where it was at. They're having to re, they're having to re, yeah, re- guess that whole but thing now. How lo- how long has it been since Star Wars first came out? True, you know, like this was only <clears> ten <throat> years ago, and look how much money they made, and look what they've done. But Marvel's way surpassed it as far exactly. as the zeitgeist of the movie. And what I'm saying is, even Star Wars realized, oh shit, we peaked a while ago. I think Marvel has so many story arcs to go off of. They could do a Secret Wars. They could do. Uh, what is it? Where they all go into that fucking dinosaur land? Yeah, I forget what it's called. They could do uh, noir. They could do zombie. They could do a lot of different versions of X Men. They could do anything they wanted, really. But since and, they're, since they're doing the mystical universe and the galactic universe, it's mm-hmm. about time where Blade will come back into play. They'll start doing the vampire. Oh, stuff. dude, they're gonna remake Blade, and I bet you it'll be like Jamie Fox, or uh, they won't bring Snaps back. Some, but no, Snipes is too old. It'll be like Jamie Foxx or some other guy as Blade, and it'll be awesome. I just can't wait to see if they're going to do anything else with Deadpool. I think stopping at two is just foolish. No, there's too much money to be made, and Deadpool's a cheap franchise to produce. Exactly. It, it, it garners a certain audience. <clears throat> I don't think Disney's going to touch it. I think they'll leave it alone. I think there'll be some very strict Disney humor. I'm waiting for the James Gunn jokes to show up in the next. <laughs> That's going to be funny. You know, I think I think they'll leave Deadpool. I think there'll be more. I think the X Force will come into play next one. You think, like oh, the yeah. actual X Force with oh, Domino and Cable yeah. and all of them? Oh yeah, Cannonball, a fucking Apache. I think. The more I watch Nighthawk, Deadpool maybe. two, on on video, the more I like the movie. Yeah, I bought it. Did you watch the uncut one? Yeah, nice super thing. duper cut. Yeah. It's so much better than oh, the yeah, other one. Is. The jokes are so funny. I like when they do the baby. I can't believe they actually did the baby Hitler thing. Yeah, I know at the very end. He's just kind of pan walking around. I'm gonna go get my friend Cable. He's got a thing for killing kids. Yeah. <laughs> this is maximum effort. <laughs> That's so funny. So does it mean his girlfriend's gonna be back in number three? Yeah, because he saved her. Because he retconned her. Yeah, brought yeah. her back. Fuck yeah, dude. That was great. She's so hot. <laughs> well, I heard the reason why she got pulled back too a little bit because she's pregnant during the shoot. Oh really? That's why she. It was perfect to write her out. Huh. But um. Yeah, and I like how they had her like in the press junket, like she's a lead character, and that actually shocked me when they killed her. Cause yeah. I, sta- I stayed away from it. Yeah, I thought it was crazy that they did that, but at the same time, Deadpool movies have to like progress, and like he found love, so they have to take it away. You know, like that's the only thing he's got. And if you're gonna be a big bad mercenary and still live in the same place, yeah, like, they got to bring back Wolverine for Deadpool. Oh my god! If they did that, imagine they, they would make so much money. Imagine the fight. Yeah, that would be amazing, dude. It would just be like an hour-long fight. You think Disney would let them have just an all-out graphical... I think they would. Ugh. Given what the rated R movies have done in the comic book world. Oh, yeah. God. That'd be so awesome. I think the sky's the limit, and all of these doubts we're having, everyone that's continuing to talk about it is only fueling the fire. And this is what how Deadpool came about in the first place. F- test footage leaked... That was like him sitting on the overpass, jumping into the car. Oh, yeah, it was exactly shot for shot. And it leaked, and people went fucking apeshit. And then that's when they greenlit it. And they they said, hey, we can do it on a cheap budget, too. And they were like, fuck yeah, just do it. So when that happened and that got popular, they automatically got greenlit for a sequel. So it's like, I, I don't know, man. I hope this sequel did well enough to keep it going. It did. Yeah? Oh, God, yeah. I don't I never followed... 
I think I think her like was like seven hundred million dollars, about on par with the first one, which but, is pretty good because yeah. most sequels have drop off. I like how he mentioned it in the second one. He's like, "We beat the Passion of the Christ, not domestically, but overseas, where there's no such thing as religion." <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is very funny. And it's like, oh my god. So now, what is what else is on your on your on your current docket? You know, are you? What is, what is your, I know right now we're kind of slowly planning. Uh, Grand Comic Con, which is in Grand Island next March. Yeah. And I think we're going to try to get you guys down there to help podcast. We're going to be at the State Fairgrounds this year. I believe it's the 13th, 14th, or 15th, pardon my French, in March. Nice. It's on a, last year's was on a Friday night for opening ceremonies, and then the Saturday was a one-day con. It was a very rousing success. We had a wonderful time. Uh, this year, we're just starting now to, you know, people are sitting down and figuring out the scope of things. We're going to be in a much bigger facility. We're going to start Friday for opening ceremonies. I'm sure there'll be a free movie like there was like last year. We showed Superman 1. Nice. In the Grand Theater in downtown. It's a refurbished theater, like old school art deco style theater with the nice <laughs> neon lights. And it's cur- The curtain raises up and shows the movie and stuff. is beautiful. It has the balcony, Ooh, like an old school fancy. theater. And we did the costume contest there because it's a full stage at that theater. So we yeah. did everything there. And last year's con was beautiful. It's very well done. It's a wonderful nonprofit organization running it. We were able to keep the admission free, which is unheard of. That's and crazy. Because we, we would like to have people. <laughs> we have to keep it free because it gets people to come in. Yeah. And, and we're trying to, like I said, it's a nonprofit, so we can look at things differently than a profit operation would. Right. And then on top of it, I was I would like for myself. This is how I look at it. There's other there's other uh, things you can go to in town and, and around. Problem is, though, they charge an admission fee. Mm-hmm. So they charge 20, 30, 40, 45, 50 bucks to get into. If, like, if you're a Wizard World, they're going to charge 50 bucks to get in. So we'll use them as right. an example. So you're going to pay maybe 50 bucks for the day to get into Wizard World. Problem is, though, that's 50 bucks you're spending on yourself, on your spouse, and then probably a smaller admission on your kids. Yeah. So before you even walk into something like Wizard World, you're, watch me get sued by Wizard World now. You're, pl- you're paying 100 yeah, plus you're, bucks. You're paying 100 plus bucks. So that's 100 plus bucks you can't spend on other things. Right. So if we can keep. The price is down to next to nothing and operate a smaller con. We may not have celebrities, may or may not, because that costs money to bring them in, but I, right. don't, I don't think the celebrities are needed anymore. No. So if you bring in a family and can have some food service on site, have some options, like I'll, like I'm still providing photography, like I'm doing like family photos and like, you know, they get portraiture work done and the cosplayers can get their photos done. We can offer them booths to go to artist booths and whatnot and buy stuff. And if you haven't charged a family $100 up front to get into the door, mm-hmm. most families who know that money is going to be lost, they're not going to go anyway because they always spend right. the money. Those people who have spent $100 to get into the con, that's $100 less they can spend at your booths. Right. So if we can keep the admission free, treat it kind of like a huge swap meet. Yeah. You're going to come in and spend 100 bucks on trinkets plus another 100 bucks. Hell yeah, dude. So I'm pretty sure the I guys. Like I'm pretty sure the guys that were there last year, even though it was a smaller con... Some of them, I think, actually did better than they did going to some of the paid cons. Damn. Because when someone walks in, having spent $0 walking in the door, that's $100 more they can spend on your artwork, on your toys, on your models, on right. your t-shirts. and that's what you want. Exactly. You don't want to gouge. And on the Funko Pops and whatever else you want to pick up. So I think... I went th- ape shit on the Funko Pops this oh, year at Ocon. That's what I saw. I saw you did that. And I was, I like, was like, oh my God. So our grand experiment is, and one I think a lot of people think won't work, is that I think the, the people in charge, you know... Uh, my friend Doug is in charge of that whole thing. I think we would like to keep it um, relatively zero to low cost for the vendors. And I think we'd love to keep it still admission free. And I think if we can get the right deals put in place, we can do that. That's awesome. And so we know we're kind of like, I'm, my goal is to have you guys come down there and be on site yeah. for the day or so. And 
This isn't going to be like as big as some of the local ones we've had here. I, you know, we're ho- we're hoping it gets bigger. But I think this year, I think to, to be optimistic, as long as you don't go backwards. I think some conventions go backwards. Mm-hmm. They offer the same thing every year and they become boring, and you don't offer enough for the value. Like if you walk in thirty bucks, you, you better have thirty dollars. If I'm spending thirty thirty five bucks getting to the door of a con, you better have thirty thirty five bucks, if not more, of value. Right. Because there's a relationship that goes on between yourself and the con owner which is I'm going to give you X amount of dollars, you're going to give me X amount of value. And if that relationship isn't in equal sittings of the teeter-totter, then there's no reason to spend the money. If I walk and spend 35 bucks getting inside of a con for one day, mm-hmm. there better be 35 or more dollars of value to me. Not yeah. to the con person right. who's running it, but the value has to be to me. And there's a lot of value. And if you do a free convention, mm-hmm. the value teeter-totter is very easily leaning towards in favor of the consumer. Yeah. And I think that's where we can win in the long haul is that if we don't have that initial admission fee, we greatly benefit the consumer. Hell yeah. And so that's kind of what, how we're going to, that's how we're modeling it. I like that model. You know, trying to speak in a way where I'm not stepping on too many toes, but I think this just, this, I think lately there's a few things that, like if you go to Nebraska football games, see mm-hmm. Nebraska football, for instance, this is a little bit of a different segue, but the value of going to Nebraska game wasn't there the last few years because Nebraska was unwilling to present a product that was good enough for my dollar. Yeah. They just weren't cutting it. They weren't cutting it. They were just shit. And the problem is, though, they were doing the same thing, expecting different results, and weren't getting any better. And Yeah. And so I was still going to a couple of games, but not near as many, because the value proposition was no longer even or in my favor. Yeah. Why am I going to spend $100 to go to Nebraska if I know they're going to get their asses kicked by the second quarter? Why am I going to go to a movie that I know is going to suck like uh, The Happy Town Murders? Right. Why am I going to spend 5 bucks for my ticket if I'm only going to get $2 worth of entertainment value back? Yeah. Why am I going to spend 30 to 40 bucks to go to a Comic-Con? If there's no value favoring me, exactly. Can only, I like that thought process. This is, this is you know, this and people are gonna be listening to this and go, "How oh, dare he say that?" But at the end of the well, day, you can only pet so many corgis on Sunday for forty bucks. And that's ooh. what I'm gonna say. <laughs> what? 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 Okay. <laughs> well, no, it's, just, it's a value proposition. Oh, forty bucks is not gonna make somebody. Uh, petting dogs on a Sunday is nice and it's good for the candor. Yeah. But you, that's not nothing. That's not anything to bring people in. Yeah. You have to. You have to do stuff to bring people. When I think of dollar amount, like worth, I always think of the big ex- extravagant ones, though. Exactly. Like New York Con. How much was it to get in New York Con for the day? Maybe 40, 50 bucks. Bingo. Did you get 40, 50 dollars yes. of the value out of your I day? I got more than what I paid. What would you say your perceived dollar value was for the con of that day when you went to New York Con? What I felt like it should have been worth? Yes. What, what did you think? 100 bucks. You think you at least got $100? I would have, I would have paid 100 bucks to get in there. That's what I was going to ask you. How much you. But the experience that you had, you got a bargain. But you got to understand, that's the, one of the biggest cons on the planet. That's the thing, though. But it doesn't matter. I don't care about the size of the con. It's you what spent, they can you spent, swing, though. You spent $40, so for that relationship, teeter totter. Yeah. It was well in your favor. Yeah. That's what we're trying to establish at Grand Island. Right. We want we want this to be, and it sounds like a lofty goal, but we want this to be the con people go to. I don't want to say 40 bucks because I really don't remember. Maybe that was per day. It's still up per it day. Was, it stacked but, up. Maybe but, it, it was, but at per day, when you and Tori went, yeah. you guys got more than $80 worth of value for that one day. Yeah. I would have paid 100 bucks a day to go. And I do the same thing as a photographer. I charge X amount for a senior for a single session and X amount for a double session. Yeah. I charge 300 for a single, 500 for a double. I guarantee every one of my customers has said they have more than gotten their value out. Hell yeah. And my goal as a, as a salesperson, yes, I'm making a profit. Yes, I'm making money. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, my customer, I will be egotistical and say for what I do. Yeah. The value proposition 
and value doesn't have to be dollar. Yeah. It has to be like, did you get an emotional investment? Or did you get happiness? Did you get satisfaction? Mm-hmm. And if I take someone's senior photo and they think they look bomb and think they look like the shit, mm-hmm. the value has been met. Right. If I give a shot to where the grandmother goes, my daughter looks amazing, my mm-hmm. granddaughter looks amazing, and they're getting compliments about how they look and they say these photos are great, I'm getting all this feedback, then yeah, there's the value model has been met. The value model doesn't have to be, I'm not saying I'm going to give, Mikey's going to pay me 40 bucks to have me take his photo. Right. I'm going to give him $40 back. I'm going to give him a sense that he got value for the money he spent towards me. Right. And I think that's, and that goes for movies. And I think right now, I said, I don't think that relationship teeter totter when it comes to movie audiences, when it comes to convention goers, when it comes to people who go to restaurants. You go to a restaurant and spend $40 on a meal and get shit. Now, we spent 80 bucks on sushi tonight. Right. We had a good time. It was totally worth it. It's totally worth it. We had a good time. We sat down, and that was the value model. We gave them what they wanted. We gave them oh, money yeah. to keep the doors open, and, and they gave us this, a good dining experience. This is why the Weekly Geekly is free to subscribe to. So if you haven't yet, go to iTunes and hit that little subscribe button and subscribe to us. And I promise you something. Every time we upload something, it'll download to your laptop or phone or whatever you got. And if hey, if you're not using iTunes, go to Google Play. And just subscribe to us, or SoundCloud, and just subscribe to us. And now every time we do something, you'll be able to hear it first. So, it's free. The value is there. You learn something on every episode. We have a good time. We talk about, you know, what we're nerding out about. And I'm on the fucking prowl for some more uh, interviews. So we'll see. I want to try and get uh, Megan on the show, and Benito again. I like that fun. one time you guys did that demo. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that too. I don't know if you'd be willing to do that again because well, and Benito's sure doing the same money. thing with their makeup work. It's the same thing. They get yeah. X amount of dollars for their services, and they're providing a value that, from a value standpoint, right. is greater than what they got for money. Exactly. And that's how they keep getting hired. Exactly, and that's why their work speaks for themselves. Every relationship is a value for value relationship. Mm. It's, that's this is like oh my god it's now a business podcast but no anything you do yeah. in life is a it's a value for value relationship whether you're dating somebody whether you're going to dinner or buying a comic book or buying a comic book it's a value to value relationship are you getting seems, what you're paying for you know and and if you like Rob Liefeld's work that he can't draw below the waist hey <laughs> then that's whatever man you're getting yeah. your value but if which you, is one of my funny, bothers you which is one of my funnier jokes from Deadpool too when they go. Yeah. The damn artist, he can't even draw legs. Yeah. Lightfield is known for making these big splash pages with like four... In the little triangle yeah, feet. Four, four triangles, little triangle yeah. feet, and he couldn't make feet. So, so you know, everything you do in life, every relationship you have in life is a value-for-value value model. Yeah. And if you don't like the value or lack of value you're getting, you move on. Yeah, that's it. So so we've got like one more one more section, and we pretty much... We've killed this one. We've... we've, we've We've meandered long enough. We've yeah. bored everybody. But no, it's been a good... It's been, it's been good. <laughs> My quick one is this. We got movies coming out. We got nerd stuff coming out. We got what's coming up on Netflix. So here's, here's the thing, Mikey. Hmm. I no longer have Netflix. This will be my final one. I want you as a salesperson to tell me the value of why I should re-up Netflix. Because when I tell people that I no longer watch Netflix because I would rather create content rather than consume content. Okay. Why should I rejoin Netflix? Let me ask why you stopped. I got busy and I just, because I would sit down and watch Netflix and I was spending yeah. more time in the menus and I was like, don't know what I want to watch. Don't know what I watch. And suddenly, you need to get I'll over spend that. Spend more time watching. There movies. is some good shit on Netflix. Once I got past all the Dave Chappelle comedy specials and yeah. stuff, I quit watching. No, dude, there's some good series, some Netflix original series that they came out with that are pretty good to watch. And they put a lot of like The Office and stuff like that on there. But 
I don't know. Sometimes I'll have some pretty good movies, and they have some Marvel movies, like Ragnarok, Last Jedi's on there, a couple other ones, like Rogue One. I'm milking it for that right now until Disney has their own platform, and they're like, mm, goodbye Marvel and Star Wars, we're putting them on ours. Oh, then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's half funny. the reason. <laughs> well, you are, is uh, have you watched the Star Trek stuff on CBS yet? No. I don't know anybody's watched that, so that's mm. a big reason to get that. Um, we're going to get Picard back on Star Trek. Yeah, I heard that. that. So. That's cool. But now Star Wars is going to have the Star Wars TV series, which I heard is all going to be about Mandalore, so it's pretty much going to be a Game of Thrones version of Mandalore. Huh. That'll be I, interesting. That's what's going to be like, I bet. I wonder if Boba's going to be in it. I bet, or some version of the Feds. Yeah. I bet you they'll have What's-His-Face in it. It'll be another retelling. Of, it'll be like Krypton or, or uh, Game of Thrones kind right. of thing. Probably. How much you want to bet they'll get the kid to play Boba Fett? I think that's what he's hoping for. He's probably that's why he's milking it up on his Instagram. Oh god! Oh god! He's, he's practically like begging for the job. He's like, Please, I want to be Boba again. I would. Hey, who wouldn't want to be Boba? I'm tired of taking photos of little kids. Get me a right. real job. No, like, I'm sorry. I want to sign a big boy picture. That would be the ultimate dream, though. I, hey, man, good luck. If you can get it, you should go for it because you're already there. You know, you were there once. You could be there again. You know what? On another side segue, we'll kind of tail this off for the afternoon, but for the evening. I, uh, I, we stopped in Bucky's, by the way, which is a great place to get pop right outside Mikey Colchin's house, Bucky's convenience store. Oh, God. Why I, are you telling gotta, people details gotta, about my house? Yes. Well, there's many Bucky's around the Omaha area. They still can't figure out. Maybe we live in Des Moines. We don't know we live in Omaha. I've said it before. Oh, damn. See, you've already given too much location. To I know. You. They're going to put the red dot on your head and go, shut up. Someone from the Netherlands is coming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's coming to get you. Um... I had I bitched about how I bought a 52 ounce Coke, and during the course of setting up and doing this podcast, I pretty much bottomed out the 52 ounce. You Coke. drank all of it, man. That was impressive. Good God, I'm gonna pee like a racehorse. That thing is huge. I have. You That's know, what she said. I remember, but I remember like people like you know, no one needs a 32 ounce soda. Guess what? No one needs a 52 ounce soda. Ugh. Oh God, I'm gonna be up to like. You're infringing on my rights. <laughs> You're infringing on my rights to jack up my blood sugar. America. America. Why, I, why you gotta make women superheroes? That's like those it? kind of people. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well. We call those people Mikey. No, I like that no, they okay. Oh, my, okay, okay, okay. I like Damn. the diversity in comics, too, that they're whipping out. That's pretty lightning of the heart. So, yeah. as, so uh, can I get a tell into things? Was this show satisfactory? Was it worth me coming back? Or did you get a... Did you get that thrill in the cockles of your spine? Oh, yeah. I got the chills. You get the chills? I was there. Yeah. It's because the window's open. That's why you got the chills. (laughs) No, man. You're starting to have have insulin shock from all the rice and sushi that we had. I'm kind of getting doozy. Because we had like like three appetizers plus that huge plate of main course. Which was like 20-something pieces. No, it was more than that. We overdid it. Oh, my God. Oh, it's getting heavy, people. It's getting heavy, people. And, And on that note, while Mikey is slowly digesting all the sushi meat that he ate... I'm going to say this is a this has been Brent Schumacher glad to come back also known as Eddie's evil doppelganger I could be like the I could be like the the negative dim it's going to be like the negative dim <laughs> this is the, uh, you're like bizarro Eddie we're like bizarro Eddie Eddie by the way is our beloved friend Eddie from Daydream Instruction Manual we, yeah we, go we, check him out go check him out he's good a, podcast he's, he's, he's a good guy good quality unlike Mikey well kept facial growth yes his beard is on point my beard is Several points. And thank God his beard's not pointy either, else his wife wouldn't like that. What? What? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, we're going to end this thing up, guys. As always, I'm Mikey Colchin. Snoogie Poochies. This is Brent. See you later. Snoogans. Thanks for listening.
Facebook.com. Oh my god.